global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are holding on to their gains. 42 minutes uh, to go ahead of the close on this Tuesday. Stocks trading at a record. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are climbing again today with the Dow currently higher by 117 points. SB's gained 15 and Nasdaq rises 33. Over in Europe, Italy gained 2.8 percent while Spain climbed 2.4 percent. Back in the U.S., the small cap 600 jumps 10 and the U.S. 10 year yield hits 1.52 percent. Seven out of 10 SB sectors are higher, led by gains in energy, materials and the financials. Utilities, telecom and consumer staples fell. Dow Transports outperformed, jumped 2 percent, while Nasdaq Biotech gained 27, and the VIX is up 0.8 percent. Dow leaders included DuPont, Goldman Sachs, and Caterpillar, while Walmart, Boeing, and Verizon led to the downside. Seagate jumped 22 percent after seeing Q4 revenue topping estimates. American Airlines surged 10 percent amid gains for the airliners, while Alcoa rose 5.4 percent after its results. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie. All righty. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. China. The international, the World International Intellectual Property Organization says that patent offices in China received the most patent applications of any country based on information gleaned from 2014 filings. They filed nearly 1 million applications. Compare that to the nearly 600,000 applications in the United States. And there's something else happening in China. Patent law is exerting itself against U.S. companies. Here to tell us more, Matt Larson, litigation analyst, Bloomberg Intelligence, joining us from our Bloomberg 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Matt Larson, I understand it's fairly commonplace to hear about American companies suing Chinese companies over patent and trademark theft, but the other way around, that seems rare. What's happening? Yeah, it, it it is rare, and I think if uh, if this story had come up, you know, ten years ago, if people had looked at the trends, it would be uh, be somewhat unbelievable. A lot of people viewed China as um, as somewhere where IP rights weren't necessarily well protected. It was a little bit of a uh, of a no man's land. I think was the was the perception, and that's really turned around over the last uh, six seven years, and you're seeing a um, kind of an outgrowth. China's made some efforts to revamp its patent litigation system. They've developed some specialized IP courts. And as a result, you've seen some pretty sophisticated litigation tactics where uh, both Chinese companies are asserting their patents and some U.S. companies, Qualcomm being the, the main example, uh, is starting to really test out the Chinese court system and see um, see how they can assert their rights and see kind of how good the courts are. What are some of the differences to the Chinese patent litigation process compared to the United States? Yeah, well, uh, China offers a couple advantages. Uh, one is that the disputes are much quicker. Um, it's about a little under a year from the time you file a lawsuit to when the final decision comes out. Um, even the fastest courts here in the U.S. are a little over a year, and the average patent case takes uh, two and a half to three years um, from filing through a final decision. So you get a decision very fast in China. Um, and the other advantage is 
Um, you get a decision on infringement, but the other side can't raise typical defenses like claiming the patent is invalid or not enforceable as part of the court proceeding. They have to raise those defenses in separate administrative proceedings uh, before China's state intellectual property office, and those can take 18 months. So if you're a patent owner, you can uh, assert your patent, get a decision within a year or so, and then in order for uh, for the other side to knock out that judgment, it's going to be another half year minimum. So you get uh, you get a strategic advantage in in that respect. Patents that cover aesthetic or structural features, how do they differ from patents that involve inventions? Yeah, that's a good question. You, know, you mentioned there's there's significantly more patent filings, uh, people seeking patents in China, and a lot of those are due to different types of protection that they offer. Uh, China's patent system is focused on design patents, which are kind of just the aesthetic value. Then they have these things called utility model patents that look at – uh, the way things appear, but a little bit more of a, of a technical structure. So, um, maybe the way that the case that goes around your smartphone, um, is formed. Um, and so it's a little bit more of an aesthetic or a design as opposed to an invention patent, which is what you think of when uh, you come up with a new manufacturing process or new chemical compound, something that's really kind of high tech versus, uh, versus just structural in nature. One of the most recent examples, I believe, of a Chinese company suing a U.S. company for patent infringement is the Razor, the uh, kind of hoverboard. I understand that the lawsuit uh, alleges that Razor's hover tracks infringes on a patent uh, from a Chinese company, Hangzhou Cheek Intelligent. Uh, is that is that something we're going to see more of? Yeah, I think that, you know, that's a good example. There's, there's that example. There's the case of, uh, Apple recently got hit by, uh, by a similar, um, type of litigation in China where there was an injunction issued on old models of the, uh, of the iPhone. Um, I think you're going to see an increase in these types of, of lawsuits and they're going to be increasingly complicated as, uh, you know, if you file a patent in the United States, you might file a similar patent in China. Um, in Europe, um, seeking protection in multiple jurisdictions. And so I think you're going to see companies, especially global tech companies, taking advantage of multiple jurisdictions and filing lawsuits in the courts that are uh, that are best suited to hear the case. Like here in the U.S., the Eastern District of Texas is notorious as a place where people will go to file patent suits because uh, there are high win rates and big damages amounts. And China is starting to develop as a place where you can get a fast judgment and they're very plaintiff-friendly or people are, are frequently able to succeed um, in those courts. So I think you'll you'll start to see uh, more patent suits because it's just a, a favorable jurisdiction to bring a lawsuit. And just quickly, you say that the Chinese courts offer lower damage awards despite higher win rates. Yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm curious to see how those statistics develop. It may be because of the nature of patents. We mentioned that the Chinese system has a lot more focus on design and aesthetic features, and those may not garner as many uh, as many dollars. But uh, we'll see as it continues. Thank you very much uh, thank for bringing this to our attention and giving us more details. Matt Larson, litigation analyst of Bloomberg Intelligence, joining us from our Bloomberg 99.1 studio in Washington, D.C., all about Chinese patent law. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Celebrity Motor Car Company, the luxury of BMW, the performance of Maserati, the innovation of Lexus. Walk the red carpet and get the status you deserve at the Celebrity Motor Car Company. Visit CelebrityMotorCar.com.